you guys. Welcome to the first episode of Momming with Maya. For a very, very long time, I've been wanting to do this podcast, and I'm so happy to announce that this is the kickoff to my pregnancy and parenting series. Um, Throughout this podcast series, I'm going to have episodes ranging from uh, talking about doulas, breastfeeding, C-sections, NICU stays, pregnancy and infant loss, infertility, maternal mental health, and so much more. But I just want everyone to know that this podcast isn't only for moms, but anyone who wants to be a mom, maybe someone is an adoptive mom, a stepmom, someone aspires to be a mom, even if you already have children, first-time moms, any and everyone. So thank you for tuning in. We have some exciting things in store. Um, And I'm so excited to even kick off this series with this episode, The Truth About Pregnancies and Labor. I'm so excited to have our guest speaker with us today. She is a longtime friend, someone that I've gone to high school with many, many years ago. Um, And I'm just so excited to have her as my first guest to kick off this series. Um, She is not a mom yet, um, and we will get into that. And that's why I thought it was definitely important to kick it off, um, because no one is just born a mom. (laughs) We become them, and there's so much um, unknown to becoming pregnant and going through your pregnancy um, and everything that that entails. So... Without further ado, I would like for our guest speaker to introduce herself. Um, Please share your social media um, information in case people want to follow you, if they have any follow-up questions or just want to befriend you, if that's okay. Um, And then we'll jump right into our content. Hey guys, I'm Angie. Um, So I actually just, I have a website where you can find any and everything there is to know about me. Um, And it's angiestyles.site. So that would be A-N-G-I-E-S-T-Y-L-E-S dot S-I-T-E. Awesome. Awesome. And I know that you have some exciting things coming down the pipe that I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about now or later um, and how people can keep in contact with you with your podcast coming up. Yeah. um, So I'm actually uh, very excitingly going to be doing a similar podcast to um, like this episode in terms of like the format. So um, it's going to be called Mommy and We, where uh, similarly, I'll be um, interviewing moms and also dads um, pretty much about what parenting looks like for us non-moms <laughs> um, who seem to just discover things that I didn't even know existed along the way. Um, You know, I think that uh, there's no such thing as being too informed, especially when it comes to parenting. So that's kind of what this is. Uh, It's coming soon. uh, Early 2021. Don't have a definitive date yet. But again, if you go to angiestyles.site, then that is going to be where I'll be uploading all of the content as well as a couple other projects I have with like YouTube and things like that. Um, And then my direct social media links are on there as well. So I'm excited and I'm happy to be here and kind of like, you know, get a head start. Yes. I mean, it's so funny because I've always heard that 
um, parenting doesn't come with like a handbook or blueprints and things like that. And um, although there are many um, books out there on the shelves, like what to expect when you're expecting or just different books ranging amongst everything like sleep training, your toddler's not eating and separation anxiety. I mean, there are literally books about any and everything. I still feel like there's so much um, that that I have learned um, as a mom, just going through the motions, right? Like no amount of reading or reading blogs and um, things like that could have prepared me to be the mom that I am today. Literally only the experiences that I'm literally going through daily. And it's funny because with each child, it's different, right? So sometimes I think I've mastered something with the first kid and then I try and do that with the second kid or just the next kid and it it doesn't work right so now I'm back at the drawing board and I have to figure it all over again so um there's beauty in that but um I definitely hope that this podcast series that I have going on can just shed some light um there will be some personal testimonies from myself and our guests um as well as some fact-based information Um, But while I'm talking about the fact-based information, my biggest disclaimer that I want to stress is um, although my guest speakers are usually um, trained and educated and have the um, experience in the area or topic that they're talking about, um, please, before you take any advice or try anything or suggest anything that you might hear, Uh, Speaking about, please consult with your healthcare provider. Um, As we know, pregnancies and our bodies are all different. And so what might work for one person might not work for you or another person. And at the end of the day, we want healthy moms and healthy babies. So um, although this podcast here is to help shed some light on pregnancy and parenting, again, please consult with your um, provider. Um, if there's something that interests you that you want to apply um, or um, look into for yourself. Um, so um, with with that being said, um, it's a little different because a lot of my other episodes, I'm doing like the questioning and the probing and things like that, but um, it's a little bit reversed for this episode. <laughs> so I am going to pass the mic to you, Angie. And, and see where our conversation goes and what you want to know and, and just get into this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how this, this feels on her end. <laughs> Usually yeah. you're like, hey, uh, let, me, let me jump in. And in this case, I guess I'll just try my best to fill the shoes. <laughs> um, <No>. So <laughs> I um. <clears throat> I remember I watched this episode of uh, Red Table Talk and Jada and Will were recalling a moment where they just been intimate and Jada looks at Will and she's like, Will, I think I'm pregnant. And Will's like, you know, Jada, I don't think that that's how that works. And right. uh, she said <laughs> that, you know, there was there was something that, you know, something felt different and she just knew. And it turns out that she was actually pregnant with Willow. So my wow. question, I know. So my question to you is, um, you know, like, did you have a, a similar moment? If not the first time, maybe 
um, you know, being pregnant again after having experienced it already, um, or, you know, better yet, how did you know when you were pregnant? So, um, I mean, it's, it's funny that this is the first question. Um, so I did not have a similar experience as a, in like the very moment, right? Um, at least especially with my first um, pregnancy and my first son. Now, um, clearly we all know um, how babies are conceived, but I feel like there was still a lot of information as far as like ovulation um, that I needed to learn about my body. Um, so at my first pregnancy, I did not know automatically, right? Um, but looking back, it's funny because some of the pregnancy symptoms started showing up, but I wasn't aware at the time mm-hmm. that it was a pregnancy sim- symptom. So um, it's funny because one of the first things that I started craving when I was pregnant with Kaden was Funyuns, which I think is so random. <laughs> but um, I don't even know. Like I, I didn't eat Funyuns frequently at all. I mean, I ate them, but I hadn't had them in a very long time. And all of a sudden, one day I was like, I just, I don't know if I saw them and it like sparked something in my mind slash craving taste buds. I don't know, but I started eating some and then I wanted another bag and then I wanted another bag. And I'm like, man, I just must not have had these for so long (laughs) that they're this good. And I just keep wanting them. Um, But later down the road, and like I said, looking back, I realized that, I mean, I was pregnant. And so what made me actually take a pregnancy test was I was late on my period, which is one of clearly the first pregnancy um, symptoms and signs. Um, And I was about to go get a massage. And I did know briefly that there's a window where if you're expecting or pregnant that you shouldn't get a massage. Um, I think it's um, up to four or five months you shouldn't. Um, and so I was like, well, just to be sure, let me take a test now before I go get this massage. And I, in fact, was pregnant and I had to cancel my massage. Um, so that was the first, um, experience, um, with my second son, um, I still didn't know right then there in the moment. He was a little bit of a surprise because I was breastfeeding Caden And although it's not 100% effective, breastfeeding does um, act as like a barrier to pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe I've actually should have gotten pregnant sooner with him. But um, I um, got pregnant with Carter a week after I pretty much stopped breastfeeding Caden. So um, again, I wasn't like looking at a calendar or anything like that. But looking back um, and realizing that Um, I had stopped breastfeeding and that my ovulation was pretty much returning back to normal and things like that. That was a huge window (laughs) for me to get pregnant and conceive. And and then I did, (laughs) Um, clearly. Um, And then with Sarai, she was a little bit more, um, I wouldn't say planned, but more aware that we were like... um, intimate during the time that like I was fertile so um so I was almost anticipating it so I guess that's the most similar um experience to Jada and Will 
Um, so then when it was around the time that my period was supposed to come and it didn't, it was like, okay, like, let me take a pregnancy test. And, um, and I was pregnant with her. So, um, those were my three experiences, <laughs> but it's funny. I will say the funny thing is, is I did not feel any pregnancy symptoms until I took the test, which I'm not sure yeah. if it's a mind game or something, but literally the night that I took a test with Sarai, like I was, I had morning sickness and I just can't help but think, I wish I could like rewind time and see like, if I would have taken the test the next morning, would I have been sick that night? Like, I'm I'm curious to know, but um, it's like something in your mind just clicks in your body and it's like, oh, okay, we, you know, you're pregnant now. So let us start acting pregnant. <laughs> and then it, it was, it was downhill from there because I had horrible morning sickness with her. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Honestly, it <laughs> it, I do believe in like the power of the mind. I'm like the queen of putting something in my head and then yeah. once it's there, I'm like, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> so that's <Right>. crazy. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you had um, a lot of morning sickness with Sarai. Did you have any other like negative side effects with uh, your pregnancies? Um, well, I mean, it pretty much was morning sickness for the first and the last. So, and with Caden, my first pregnancy, I had some aversions to meat. Like I could not eat meat or how about this? I think it's easier for me to tell you what I could eat <laughs> than what I couldn't. With Caden, I pretty much was only able to eat grain. So like pasta, bread, crackers, dry cereal, um, like dough. I mean, that's bread, but and um, that's pretty much it. Um, and it wasn't until I was maybe five and a half months that I like tried my first piece of chicken and then it was fine. And then I started incorporating meat back into um, my diet when I was pregnant with him. Um, Carter, I didn't have uh, much morning sickness with him, but I had other um, complications towards the end of my pregnancy where he was trying to come um, early, so I had to get put on bed rest um, for some time, um, which I could talk a whole episode about that um, and the help that I needed with already having a, um, children and still needing to, you know, work and get stuff done. Um, but yes, that could be a whole nother episode. Um, and then with Sarai, I did have, again, like really bad morning sickness up until about 20 weeks and it normally subsides between 12 and 16 so my morning sickness was a little bit extended it was it was really bad that sucks you, you yeah. mentioned um <laughs> <laughs> that's like one thing i'm like morning sickness concerns me a little bit i'm like how bad does it get like i have this fear that i'm gonna be like in a supermarket grocery shopping and throw up in an aisle like i don't know i mean maybe I'm maybe that's lie. the perception I'm i made I up can't. no i wow. wish i could tell you that it will never be like that but it, i mean it's literally just like instant and whenever like your body wants to I mean there have been times and I'm sorry I do not mean for this to be TMI or anything but there was a time where I was walking from work and through the parking garage and I just had to just let it out right there I mean I made it to my car so it was on the side of my car 
and I did have bottles of water, so I was able to rinse the ground, but there was literally no garbage can in sight. I didn't have a bag with me. Like, it wasn't like she said, hey, in 10 minutes, like, you're going to have a set stomach or anything like that. It's literally, I mean, and just because it's called morning sickness clearly doesn't mean it can only happen in the morning. Um, so, I mean, there are many myths and old wives tales that um, you don't have morning sickness with one gender over the other, but I've had it with both. <laughs> so, um for me, those those myths and old wives tales were not true. But um, don't don't let that scare you, <laughs> please. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you said you mentioned that you were um, on bed rest, right, with uh, Carter? Yes, I was. Okay. Um, so he mm-hmm. literally was just. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> he nope. was literally just trying to come early. I mean, I mean, anyone that knows Carter now knows that he walks to the beat of his own drum. Um, but I mean, there, I, I had a healthy pregnancy with him, so there were no other indicators or symptoms that I might have had him early, um, like other people might have symptoms or other pre-existing health conditions um, where they know to look out for those things and might have a surplage placed and things like that. But um, he, I was literally like 31 weeks and I was just cramping a lot and starting having contractions. And um, like I had to get the contraction stopped a few times um, at the hospital and um and then at that point, they just were like, you need you need to go on bed rest because if you keep being um, as active as you are walking around and just doing all that I was doing, which is always a lot, <laughs> um, then I was going to have like a, pre- a preterm baby. Um, so I was on bed rest for a few weeks. And you mentioned earlier that, I mean, you already had... <laughs> child so what does what what did your greatest support system look like during your pregnancies especially already having children and you know being a doula yourself like that's something that typically you're the person that uh you know others rely on so what does that look like you know from your perspective um as you're carrying so um I did not become a doula until after I had birthed two children. And I say that because I say birth so um, distinctively because um, my, I have a a third son um, that I did not birth. um, So I just wanted to be clear with that. Um, So I didn't come, I didn't become a doula until after my second um, pregnancy Um, I actually didn't really know much about doulas for my first and second ones. And I truly believe that if I did, and if I had one, that my two experiences, which in general, I mean, the C-sections part of them, that they wouldn't have happened that way. But we could talk about that later. Um, But I do think that my support system for each of the pregnancies, aside from my husband, who is my biggest um, and first supporter, um, 
and then my mom, um, they were the standards across all three pregnancies. Um, but I think with each pregnancy there, they varied. Um, and I'll talk specifically more about Carter's because I was on bed risk with him. My support system, my village, I call them, my family, um, some that are friends turned family, really showed up for me in my time. When I say I had to be on bed rest, I've never been this dependent on anyone ever. I mean, probably since I was a baby myself and couldn't do for myself. But there was literally like a rotating schedule between my aunts, my dad, my mom, my husband, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-laws, like between picking up the kids, dropping them off, grocery shopping, bringing the food, cooking the food, giving the kids baths. Like I literally didn't even have to lift a finger. And it was for about maybe five weeks that I was on bed rest like this. Um, so that was my greatest support during my pregnancy for that reason. Um, but other than that, the steady constants were definitely my husband and my mom. That honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. That that made me a little emotional. That is so beautiful. No. Um, wow, that's that says a lot about you know not not even just the people in your life, but like you, right? Because they wouldn't do that yeah. for just anyone. So that's, huh? I aspire to be that great. <laughs> that's actually really <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it is very emotional looking back. And I just remembered that you did um, mention um, about me being a doula myself. Um, and if I had one. Um, so I just wanted to touch back on that very briefly. Um, so I did have a doula with my third pregnancy with Sarai. Um, and I'll have to add her to my list, my my standard list with that pregnancy as far as being my support it was my husband, my mom, and my doula. And um, she literally provided, I mean, it's it's not hard being a doula myself um, and needing a doula because I can't care for myself as a doula, if you get what I'm trying to say. She really provided me with the emotional support. And I say that one first because I was very emotional with my third pregnancy. Um, but she really provided me with the support that I needed because I was going through the motions, right? Like I know that um, some things might be okay and I know some of the facts, but that doesn't negate some of the fears that I have because I'm actually actively pregnant and going through the motions. So um, I just want to put the disclaimer out there that if you are a doula yourself, or even if you're not a doula, um, your doula will not take the place of your partner. So don't, don't think that. Um, but we have a whole episode on doula, so I won't, I won't keep um, shouting them out. But um, I definitely did have a doula, um, my third pregnancy, and it, 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 she, she is great. I was going to say was, but she's great. I'm definitely tuning into that episode <laughs> because I know yeah. that I want one and I don't. Honestly, I think I heard about them on the internet on Twitter. That's Twitter's where I learn everything um, that has to do with life outside of my household. Um, so no one in my life that I, you know, am aware of had one, but I know that I definitely want one and am really excited about that episode. Um, but you mentioned going through 
uh, being very emotional, or at least with um, the third pregnancy and, um, you know, having a lot of concerns. So can you describe, uh, I don't even know, what going into labor, what being in labor, what, what that feels like emotionally, what concerns that might entail, or are you too busy, like, trying, I don't know, like, do you even have time to think? Like, what is that? What does that feel like? I mean, I feel like it's everything, right? Um, I feel like when I went into labor with my third pregnancy with my daughter, it was a little bit different than the first two, just based off um, of my knowledge, um, my growth from uh, what I've learned from my two pregnancies. So I will say that when I went into labor with my first pregnancy, I was more so, I was naive looking back, if I have to be honest. I was naive because I did not know that there was um, a maternal health crisis with Black moms and babies dying at the rate that they are dying, which is four times their white counterparts. I did not know that. I was very naive and ignorant to that. So, and I, and I don't say that to scare anyone. You don't have to necessarily be scared, but I didn't know anything. So, um, I was having contractions and, you know, I, again, I was looking up all the old wives tales and I had ate spicy food and I wanted to have him. And so, um, I went to the restroom and, uh, when I wiped, there was blood. So I, I called the doctor because that's not, um, typically a good sign. Um, and of course they told me to come in and because I was 40 weeks exactly to the day I went in on my due date, um, they were like, let's keep her and let's induce her. So I was literally walking to the car and they told me to come in. I was like writing his name and like defrost on windows. I was excited, right? I'm like, I'm about to meet my baby. Like, this is it. Um, so that was what my emotions were going into the hospital. Um, as I labored, um, which, and for a very long time, um, and then I started uh, stalling with my dilation, um, I actually contracted a vaginal infection from my water being broke for so long, and multiple um, vaginal checks, um, so then I was put on some medicine, or a lot of medicine, in addition to the epidural, um, and then at the last minute, uh, his heart rate started dropping, um, which then turned into an emergency C-section. And so at that point, I started crying because I had a healthy pregnancy all 40 weeks. And like, why am I about to have a C-section? Like, right. Like, and there was so many emotions going, going through that. Like one, am I not capable to birth my baby like does this still make me a mom is he okay am I okay like I don't even know what a c-section entails so that's where my mind went for my specific situation um but with Carter it was a little bit different because um I was a little bit more anxious when I went into labor with him my labor started with me having very close contractions um which um, was one of the reasons why I was put on bed rest. So at that point in time, maybe we thought it was false labor. So I was expected to be sent home, but they were coming so frequently that they kept me. Um, and then we 
were offered a C-section or pretty much put on the C-section list, which again, like I said, looking back, um, if I had a doula, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have done. Um, But I kind of knew what to expect a little bit. Um, It was still a little bit different because having an emergency C-section like my first son, um, where they pretty much like knock you out and get that baby out, um, I was able to see with Carter more of like a slow pace, like, okay, this is how we prep you for a C-section. I was awake for it all. I'm grateful that I was able to see him pulled from my stomach. Um, And so um, my emotions were a little bit different. Um, But then with Sarai, when I went into labor, first off, I went into labor at 35, 34 weeks, um, which was too early for me. I mean, uh, full term is considered 37 weeks. Um, So when my water broke, which never happened with Caden or Carter um, on its own, um, I was excited because I knew at that point like it wasn't false labor wasn't Braxton Hicks my water broke so she's going to come out at this in the next couple of days right um so I was excited briefly but then I was very scared because it was early um so I was just more so concerned about her being okay and on top of that I wanted to have a vaginal birth um, which is also known as a VBAC, so vaginal birth after C-section or cesarean. Um, and so I was concerned about, because my water had broke prematurely and so early, would I still be able to achieve that? And then the feelings of potentially having a C-section started surfacing back around. So um, literally with each pregnancy, with each labor, there are different emotions <laughs> um, that goes with, at all um it's very emotional I mean I'm just thinking back about it now um they're very emotional experiences um but they were all different I can imagine I'm like oh god bless our mothers because <laughs> where, yes. where would we be without them I yes I don't know I can't like give enough homage <laughs> to, to moms I like have so much respect for mothers and when you're a kid you like don't have any sense and you don't know any better but you get older and you right. like the appreciation mm-hmm. grows um do you have any um you know like tips or anything that you want to share um in how to, on how to prepare for pregnancies or motherhood or you know any any words that you want to give any aspiring moms Um, I mean, what I would have to say, I mean, my tips are more so how to prepare for pregnancy, but more so while you are pregnant to really just focus on you and your baby as much as you can. Um, Try to just have people and your environment um, at a point in a place where it's not stressing you out. Um, You'll hear the sayings um, like a happy baby. Uh, or a happy mom is a healthy baby, happy mom is a happy baby, because these babies really feel everything that we feel. And I really tried to hold on to that with um, my pregnancies and just, you know, daily life just happening around us and not being able to control um, most of it, right? Like, life happens how it it, it happens, <laughs> Um 
but looking back, there were times where I should have not let some things affect me the way that I did. Um, there have been times where I just did the most when I should have just been still because I was literally actively participating in a miracle, right? And I needed to take that a little bit more seriously, um, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So um, I would just definitely encourage um, moms or aspiring moms to be mindful of that. Um, and, and another thing that I would, I mean, these are not necessarily related, but just off the top of my head, you know your body. So if something doesn't feel right, um, my mom used to always tell me, I will always call her like, oh, like I felt this pain or the baby didn't move for X amount of time. And she'd literally be like, why are you on the phone with me? Call your doctor. Like, this is why you have insurance. And even if you're not insured, the health and safety of you and your baby um, greatly outweighs any medical bills. So still at the end of the day, you are a mom. Like once you see those two lines or the, the pregnant word on your stick, you are um, a mom and, and you, you know when something is not right. Um, so please follow through with that intuition um, and ask as many questions as you want to. I mean, doctors are so used to being doctors, which is fine, that's their profession, that sometimes they don't take a moment to explain or put themselves in a first-time mom who might be anxious or scared or even just curious and excited um, to explain what is going on or what's going to happen next and why um, even just offer you different options instead of just saying this is what they're going to do. So ask as many questions as you want. Um, you literally have the right, I don't know if this is me talking or a doula side talking, <laughs> Um, but you literally have a right to, to know what's going on with you and your baby. Um, and then just enjoy it. For me, I actually love being pregnant. Um, like, and I, I mean, I would, if I could, I don't say if I could always be pregnant, that's, that's a little stretch, but, um, I really just enjoyed connecting with, um, my babies during pregnancy and, um, it, it brought me so much joy, uh, being pregnant with them and, I wish it was longer. So enjoy the time that you're pregnant because nine times out of 10, you will miss it. I mean, even even being uncomfortable and too big to tie your shoes and the morning sickness, you will miss it. And um, just connecting with your baby and having them all to yourself. So and enjoy it as much as you can. And lastly, get a doula. That's that's my my last plug <laughs> and tip. <laughs> you know it's funny I uh I came in right and I was like oh the opportunity to ask about you know pregnancy and all of this like crazy stuff in my mind and uh you know I'm sure when the time comes <laughs> they'll pop right back but in the meantime like exactly. just sitting here and listening to you um I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it gives me um, a comfort. And like I said, there was a little moment where I was like, oh, I got I, I, like, I felt a little, little tear on my heartstrings for a moment. And, um, <laughs> you know, now I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's exciting to just like, 
be the one to ask, like to get to like ask you the questions like it's cool that I get to to be the right. person and like actually listen to a story um you know and and especially having uh experience so I don't know if it's just the comfort that you have like you know when you do something more than once you're a little more comfortable with it I don't know if it's that that's carrying right. over right. or mm-hmm. what it is but um that's it's pretty cool and exciting to be a part of so well it is and I'm glad you feel that way I mean my whole point of this series right I mean I work with so many pregnant um people um like literally from family to friends to friends of family etc etc but um there's literally if I had to say an average maybe once every two weeks um I think I'm at that point someone's you know sending me the eyes like I'm pregnant or I think I'm pregnant what should I do or like literally I'm always getting um an opportunity to be invited on someone else's journey when they're expecting and it's such an honor um so if you all are listening, thank you for trusting me and confiding in me. Um, it really means a lot. I get so excited when people tell me um, they're they're expecting and I get to just tag along their journey and advise them, whether it's as um, just a, a veteran mom is what I like to call it, or um, or as a doula or a combination of both. Um but at the same time, because I'm always getting these um, text messages and questions and things like that, um, I really wanted to do this podcast so that people could just tune in um, and hear some of this information that is um, a little bit repetitive. Um, and I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way, because like you said, the more that you know about something or hear something, do something, the more comfortable you are with it. But um I know people aren't always in a a position um, or they're not going to always come to me, right, specifically. Um, So even if one person is listening to this episode and they have a friend who's confided in them that they're pregnant and they have some of the questions um, or just interest in uh, one of the topics that I'll talk about in this series, my hope is that they can just forward the episode and that it can be beneficial to them. So I'm glad to hear that this was exciting again being on the other end of um my own podcast is a little bit um (laughs) different for me but um I I love talking about my uh birthing experiences and stories and I could talk about them all day and night but um this was such a pleasure for me to have you um, even just an opportunity to reminisce on my birthing experiences and pregnancies and things like that. So um, thank you for for accepting this opportunity. It was a pleasure to listen. So thank you for considering me for the opportunity. Of course. Um, so yes, uh, before we wrap up and before we close out, if you want to just reiterate your website so people can stay up to date on um, everything that you have going on. I'm super excited for your mommy and we podcast. I heard you say even interviewing dads, which I think is going to tap into 
uh, um, I don't say a market, but the population that definitely needs to be represented um, and talked about and and shared about. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to go on your website and see how I can stay um, up to date on that as well. Um, but yes, um, thank you again. So if you want to just reiterate, like I said, your website, then that'll be great. Yeah. So again, you know, it's going to be called Mommy and We. Um, it's going to be posted on my website, which the website is up and running. Um, and the podcast is going to be coming soon in the early 2021. So uh, if you want to check out the website, it's going to be angiestyles.site. Again, that's A-N-G-I-E-S-T-Y-L-E-S dot S-I-T-E. And on there, you can, you know, check out the podcast, other little projects I have going on. And then there's going to be hyperlinks, hyperlinks where you can directly, um, you know, contact me through social media platforms and whatnot. Yes, thank you. And if anybody has any uh, questions or need to talk or anything, please feel free to reach out to me um, via email. My email is themotherhoodacademy at gmail.com. My Instagram is the same, um, the Motherhood Academy, um, and on Facebook as well. Um, but yes, again, this is just the beginning of a whole pregnancy series. Um, and I can't wait for you all to hear uh, what we have in store for you all. So please keep tuning in. Let me know what you guys think. Leave some comments after you guys listen. Share this with an expectant mom, a mom already, someone who wants to be a mom. We know so many of them moms are all around us. So um, please don't be stingy with the information and share it. <laughs> um, but until next time, I hope you guys are um, are and stay well and please remember to be gentle with yourselves and give your give yourselves some grace and some peace because you deserve it so take care guys Bye. Bye.